Sean Geek Podcast with Sean Geek and Todd Geek. Welcome to Zombocom. <laughs> you can do anything uh, at Zombocom. Oh, God, you're such a nerd. Have you? <laughs> that was back when the internet first started. If you look it up now, I think it's probably still there. They were selling t shirts and stuff. Uh, Zombo. It was just a loop, it just kept going over and over. It was, it was pretty cool. If you get a chance, oh. check it out. <laughs> So what was that from? Literally, there's no. Uh, it was just somebody at work had said, "Oh, try this website, Zombocom." So I was like, "Okay, I tried it," and I was like, "Okay." And then this guy just keeps talking. Uh, you can do anything at Zombocom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. And then it, I think at the end, if you listen to the whole thing at the very end, you can buy a shirt that says Zombocom on it. Oh, nice. Actually, that'd be worth having. Yeah. So, so here we are. We're re-ramping uh, the Zombocom website. <laughs> uh, please, Trying to get them some, some love. Yeah, uh, please, please send us some free T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll take a couple of free T-shirts. Yeah, for sure. I'll wear them proudly. <laughs> sure. So um, we're 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 gonna start knocking down that damn list. Yes. Our, our topic list. Yes, we got some stuff that's been lingering on there for a while, some stuff that's newer, some stuff that's older. True. And um, yeah, so what, what do we go what do we got today? These are your topics. Well, there's a couple of topics. Uh, I'm not too sure which one you want to cover if we have time for both or just one. Uh, well, we'll do one. We'll do one on this portion and we'll do the other one on, on another portion. Okay. Well, the first yeah. the first one was it was one of the politicians uh, that was on TV, and I guess he had posted Kevin Klein. I guess so. I'm I don't know the names. I just I we saw should, it. We should look it up though. We should look it up. True. Yeah, your. Uh, is that is that who it was? I, I I think that's the name. It was. I know it was a KK for sure. Right. So basically, Kevin Klein or. Yeah, uh, Kevin Klein. What did I say? Kevin Klein or Kevin Klein? I don't know. He's a Winnipeg <laughs> politician. Is all I know. <laughs> yeah, he's a police commissioner guy. He's a to do with the police commission. He's a to do with the police side of things. Oh no, I don't think that was the same guy. Oh yeah, I, I looked it up. Oh, was it a few minutes ago? Oh, okay. Yep. So so anyway, he's not the, he's not the actual police commissioner, but something to do with the police side on the politics <laughs> side. Well, that, that, that makes it even that much worse. In, in Doesn't my, it? In my opinion. Doesn't it? Yeah. Cause, so what had happened, or what I had seen on the news. So it, yeah, you, you start, because I read the article and you read the article at two different times. Because mine might be more current. So you tell me what you, what you read. <laughs> well, w- with my research, I, I basically, the only research I do is what I see on the news. I, I don't really watch t- to, to go into detail on, on who and what and and where, depending on what it is, but from what I saw, someone had reported him, I guess, uh, doing selfies while he was driving. So someone had posted it, and it was basically, and it was a picture. And if you zoomed into the picture, it showed it. It showed he was physically holding his phone by his lap, and you could see. And this was a f- reflection because he was taking a, a reflection off his sunglasses. Off his sunglasses, and it showed that he was driving, and and you know the whole deal. So apparently, he wasn't doing anything wrong. That's what he said. He said he wasn't driving. He said he took it when he was stopped. Right, but it doesn't matter. Originally, it, it doesn't matter if you're stopped. You could be stopped at a train. You could be stopped at a red light. It doesn't matter whether he was stopped or not. I don't particularly think he was stopped. Uh, I think he was doing it while he was driving because you could see traffic, you know, through the other lens. So he w- he was definitely not parked in his driveway. Um, and the thing so was, if I can, uh, can I stop you here? Sure. Yeah. So he, he, I actually I spent a lot of time looking at that picture. Okay. So I'm going to tell you exactly what I saw, and then you can continue. Okay. So in the reflex, so it's a picture of him had a steering wheel, and it's a selfie coming from the dash, I guess. Yep. Or from somewhere, I'm not sure from where. I can't tell. Well. But in the reflection, yeah, you can see two things. There's two parts of the reflection. 
you can see his hand on the down phone. below, I think, on his, on his phone. Right. And then in the other part of the reflection, you can see the, the traffic ahead of him or behind him. I'm not sure, but you can see yeah, that he, it's moving traffic. He's in traffic, yeah. He's in traffic, and the traffic's moving. Right. So anyway, so good. continue. That, that, that's what's in the picture. Well, from, from what I gather, I mean, short of picking your nose, it's distracted driving. Um, if, if we're allowed to take selfies while we're driving, um, I, I, I don't think that's the case. But the problem is, is when you're going to create a rule, you need to follow it yourself. You can't just create the rule and say, you know what, this is for everyone else. It's not for me. Because when I saw that, yep. it was like, oh, okay. So say, God forbid, I mean, and don't do this, but I'm saying if I were to take a selfie while I was driving and get pulled over and then get raked over the coals, charged, whatnot, as a lawyer. Well, you lose your license right away. Oh, oh no, no. But as a, as a lawyer, can you not use his case? He doesn't even have a case. Because they never even brought it to anywhere near. Yep. They just said, "Oh, he was doing voice commands." I think. I think when they interviewed him, they all tried to do the voice command to get it to take a selfie to themselves, and not one of them was able to get it to work. Plus, oh, could, seriously? Okay, I didn't see. I didn't hear that part. Of that. And you could That's physically awesome. see it in his hand, off the reflection of his glasses, like. What do you have to do? I, what, what I'd like to do is, is, is not a poll because no one's going to be honest. If, if you took all the politicians. No one's going to be honest. <laughs> no, because they're politicians. That's, that's, yep. their, that's their shtick. It's, you know, all the rules are for everyone else. We created them. We don't have to abide by them ourselves, right? Yep. So it's, it's just so disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> So bad. It's like the people who write the rules aren't following them, but but they're expecting you to. Uh, how many oh, okay. politicians have actually had a speeding ticket that they've actually had to pay and get the merits? That's what I want to know. I want to know how deep this goes. How deep that, does it go? When you get a traffic, a good, that's a good thing to look up. There must be there must be a way to look this up. You know, I, I'd really like to know. Back in the day, you know, back in the day, it was like, oh, I got a traffic ticket. Oh, uh, can you fix this for me? Okay. You, you would hear this. Okay. People would fix their tickets. Okay. Because it wasn't all computerized. It just whatever they had in their hand, they had to physically input it. You know, less paperwork, get rid of it. No problem. Right. Nowadays, yeah. everything is like the red light uh, cameras and whatnot and speed cameras. How many politicians have gone through these cameras, have gotten tickets, gotten them in the mail and had them fixed? Because I would, I would dare say, you know, how many politicians would actually take a picture of an actual ticket that they got with the receipt to say that they actually paid it? I would respect that politician so much to say, you oh, know God, what, yeah. we follow the I... rules even though we make them. You know what, that would be the politician that I would vote for. And I don't know if I would I, even matter. Yeah. I, I don't even think it would even matter who it would be and, and what party it would be. Because they're all under the same umbrella. Politicians, you know, religion, they're all under, they all have their own umbrella of, you know, what they follow and what they do. And, yeah, con and conduct. Conduct, code of conduct. Like, yeah. I mean, some of the stories you hear, you know, whether they're in the news or people that have seen politicians doing things that they shouldn't be doing, where does it, where, where does it end? Like, that, that pisses me off. Like, you've got people that are trying to follow the rules, you know, because of safety reasons, but these, they just figured, you know, that it doesn't apply to me. I mean, it's bad enough. Police have computerized computers in their vehicles and they're usually using yeah. it while they're driving. Yep. So, it, okay. It doesn't apply to them because it's part of their work. Okay. Well, if you could do that, then what about long distance drivers that have CB radios? What about, you know, uh, uh, taxi drivers that are t talking to dispatch or the, the computers everywhere, like the, the fares. Uh, where do you draw the line to what you can and well, can't okay. do? Yeah, okay. So having been a career driver, 
when I worked for Skip the Dishes, they, there was a software you had on your phone. And um, if anything was, if anything happened with your order while you were driving, they would send you a text. And they would expect you to reply right away. Okay. And you're using so, that for your job, right? Well, yeah. You, like, you have to text them back. They don't call. They text. They don't text. Well, what, do they so, do? what do they do now? I don't know. They, I don't know. That's, that's a very good question. Or they're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants and go, well, technology hasn't really caught up to... Uh, the old jalopy that I'm driving, it doesn't have Bluetooth. It doesn't have all this internet stuff that all the new vehicles have. Of course, they're they're working well, for Skip the Dishes, so they're obviously they're not they're not driving sixty seventy thousand dollar vehicles. Well, when I when, when I was working for them, you would get your call, and then you would activate it, and then you would start driving. So you'd be pulled over, you know, except to your next call, or you're doing your delivery, except your next call, and then you start your car, you drive on to the next one. So then it's just mounted and you just look at it. It gives you the map, it tells you what's going on, it tells you where to go. Uh, it, play, it pulls your Google Maps, I guess. And then uh, it, it tells you where to go and redirects you as you go. So you're not pressing any buttons. But if dispatch needs to get a hold of you, ideally you're going to have to stop somewhere to respond. Right. And, and what you're delivering is time sensitive. Well, it's very time sensitive. And you're, as a driver, your whole goal when driving is to get that delivery off as quick as you can so you can get to the next one. Because you don't make money by taking breaks. Right. Every time you take a break, you're costing yourself another 3 or $4 every time. Right. Hmm. So technology just hasn't gotten to the point to where it could be totally hands-free. Like our smartphones well, are smart. No, you you still have to hit a button to get your Siri or any of those sorts of things. You still have to go to your phone. Well, and hit the button. Okay, so I now, think, so now you have. Or the, am I wrong? Well, you have Google Home. And you say, "Hey Google," right? Now, anybody that's yeah. listening to this podcast, now all their freaking Google things are going. Yes, they're all waiting. That little thing is turning. They're waiting for the next <laughs> command. Because you said, "Hey Google," play soft jazz. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> Well, my, see, my, my Google didn't go off at all. I said, hey, Google, nothing happened. Well, it depends if it's in the ready mode. I mean, I'm sure you could do it where, well, where you can have I, the I've turned it off. I, so here, I have a gripe here. I turn it off all the time, and it turns itself back on because you should be using it. Should or shouldn't? So every time there's an app, but you should be right. because they want you to use it. So... Every time I turn it off, it goes back on because I don't really need to use the, the the equivalent Cortana or not Cortana, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, you can turn the microphone off. That they they give you that option, so you can turn the yeah. microphone off to it. You don't have to worry about doing that thing. I guess it's a. But you actually have to. You actually have to go ahead and do that. Though. You actually have to turn it off. And if there's an update, it tends to go back to default settings. Right. But anyway. Yeah. So. All in all, I mean, you've, you've got these, you've got these things where okay, you're not allowed to be a distracted driver. At, at first, it was strictly your phone. I think that was pretty much the only thing that they, they came up with, because I mean, I'm sure there was some distracting driving uh, things that you you weren't able to do. But just like some laws, half the people didn't even know they even existed. Yes. So, but now there's there's more things added to it. There's you're not allowed to be eating or drinking while driving. Well, I don't know that. Where, where does it say that? No, it's true. Well, well because I work in transportation, right? Well, that's fine for you, know. but how about people who don't know this? This isn't common knowledge. No, it's not actually. But where do you draw the line? Like, okay, so I can't drink, so I can't drink my coffee. I can grab my coffee nope. and drink and keep my eyes on the road at all times. That is not distracted driving, in my opinion. If you're looking down at your phone, yes. If your eyes are shifting from the road to something different, yes. I mean, even changing the channel for your radio, you're actually physically looking in a different direction. I mean, it's kind of if you're, if you're eating, if you're eating and having a poutine while you're driving, <laughs> I would say that's distracted driving. Trying to make sure you don't get the, the cheese on your pants, the gravy. You're trying to make sure you trying to make sure you don't spill it. Yeah, I had like, a hard time. Yeah, when I used to smoke, and I used to drive. A vehicle that was standard okay just the act of smoking and driving a standard 
was almost acrobatic at the beginning. Sure. Until you get used to it. But now, I mean, you, like I said, where do you draw the line? Like, okay, I got to grab my sunglasses because the sun's in my eyes. Well, the whole reason I'm getting yeah. my glasses is so that I can see, right? And that's yeah. the whole premise of why you're driving. You have to be able to see. And the whole distraction. Well, what if thing. you move? Look, similarly, if you move your visor, or uh, someone's riding behind you, and uh, they've got their um, halogen lamps that just burn into your brain, and you're flicking the thing on your rearview mirror, is that distracted driving? Mm. Like what? Where's like where's the line? I, I think there needs to be really clear guidelines. There isn't. They need. But, but, but you were saying but there that is way well, there is there is for me at work because we need to be aware of it. Right. But even then, it's not even that clear. And then, if it, so, if a if a, if a police officer is allowed to use his laptop while driving, and the and the reasoning, and I'm not, I don't know what the reasoning is, but let's say the reasoning is, well, they're professional, they're trained to drive in, in high risk situations. Um, you know, they, they're a better driver than the average person on the road. Okay, I'll give you that. But then in my industry, if you're a truck driver, you're more of a professional than a police officer would be. Or a cab driver. Someone who's on the road all or a day. Or a cab driver even more. Or even a bus driver. Yeah. Can you see the bus driver texting <laughs> with a bus full yeah. of people? I mean, you're not only endangering your life, but, I mean, you've got a whole crap load of other people, too. But here, here's the one. Here's the one that bugs me. So they're saying all these things like if you're grabbing here, like so. This is whatever, and I don't know. I haven't seen a thing listed anywhere. Maybe we should look this up. Actually, that's what we'll do. Yeah. Look this up, and we'll post what the rules are there if there is such a thing. Right now, if there, so we're providing a, a public service announcement, basically. But here's the thing. So they say if you grab your coffee, that's distracted driving. You should wait till you're stopped. Or, um, you know, if you're having some fries or something, I don't know. You, you, you shouldn't be eating. You shouldn't be drinking while you're driving. You know what the, the, the highest form of distracted driving is, in my opinion? What, what would you say it is? Uh, looking down at your speedometer. But I mean, That's a good point. but it's only really for a split second, just to make sure you're not going over. Hey, that's an interesting one because when you were speeding, yeah, but I didn't want to be distracted. <laughs> I didn't. Ooh, I like that. Well, the rules only work when it favors them. You can't. Yeah, that's true. You can't say, "Well, you know what? That was distracted driving, so I didn't want to look down at my okay. speedometer." So here's here's the number one form of distracted driving. Okay. According to me. Okay. So it's not it's it's not official. Having children in your vehicle. Done. Oh, End of story. Big time. Big time. Do you know how many times I've had to tell my kids to be quiet or they're fighting, they're biting each other, kicking each other, yelling at each other? What are you supposed to do? Nothing? Actually, you know what? I I actually saw an accident. And it was right in front of me because the guy had turned his head to give somebody in the back seat crap. And then he ran yep. into the back to someone in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now those, you know, those, those things that they have in the taxi cabs that are supposed to help, you know, it's like that, that plexi thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're going to have to have a soundproof thing built into all new vehicles starting from 2000, from 2020 on. Uh, with some type of, um, I don't know, some type of insulation or something so that you can't hear what's going on in the backseat. But then you also need to be able to hear your kids in case something happens. You know, maybe they're choking on their seatbelt or, or whatever. Like, <laughs> well, oh, seriously, like, I, I've had my kids choke themselves out on their seatbelt because they're pulling and tugging on it, and then they raise the, uh, the middle strap too high, or they tighten it, like you have to be aware of your kids when you're driving it's very important so if you turn your head to tell them to be quiet or to discipline them or whatever that's distracted driving right 
But if you let them scream at the top of their lungs and continue the argument where they're biting, gouging, kicking, throwing toys, whatever, that's distracted driving because you can't pay attention to the road properly. Well, do you know what they used so to do? So if you're just trying to ignore them, which is impossible, mm-hmm. you are even, you're, you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. What does the rule apply to that? I really wonder. Well, that, that, that goes with the old rule. Remember the old rule? Which one? That's when you stop the car and you tell them to get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you sit them on the curb and then you drive around the block. <laughs> and then you come back <laughs> and it says, okay, are you guys going to behave now? This was back in the, I'm, you know, I'm going to stop this car and I'm going to let you out here. Don't you remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think that, do. that was, I think everyone, I think growing up, that was the whole thing. Now it's like, oh, we can't do this. And oh, here's a trophy for you. And, you know, every, it, it, and then when they get into the real world, that's when the millennials come in. And we've already seen, you know, how that's starting. <laughs> oh, God. That's a whole. Uh, That's a whole thing where we're going to come off like two old men. Yeah, uh, grumpy old men, part three. Yeah, I'd like uh, eight <laughs> weeks holidays, and I want to start off at 200K a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that ain't going to happen. No. But then you get these millennials that, that get, you know, that, that prime job, you know, right out of school. They land this prime job. They're getting paid, I don't know, say 80 grand a year or something, or 100 grand a year. Mm-hmm. And then... They go work at this place and they're like, you know what? I'm not happy here. Screw you. <laughs> so they work for a few months. They quit their job, and then they go. They go to Europe. They go traveling Europe for a month. You know, go do some traveling, have some fun, go get some experience. And then they'll come back and they'll go apply for another job. But the way the market is now, because if they, they've got that education, they'll probably get another job. They have no fear of being fired. I think that's the big change that we're seeing from your generation, or sorry, our generation, I mean, to the current generation is that uh, I'm not worried about losing my job. Well, see, things have kind of changed over the years. I I think there's less full-time permanent positions now than there used to be. So I think that's where all these temporary assignments come into play and especially with these these people that you know they'll they'll bounce from job to job to job i don't know if it's the type of work that they're doing or that's just the way that things are progressing i i guess you don't need to have a license or anything to to, to ride a bike nowadays do you uh no not quite no they don't police bikes very much but if you are riding on the road you do need to have a bike license you do need to wear a helmet. Right. And you do need to follow the rules of the road. Right. How do I know this? How do you know I got this? pulled over. <laughs> I got pulled over. Right. When I was on my bike. For not following the rules of the road. And what were you not following? I had my headphones on. Okay. And both earlobes. Oh. Or both ears, I should say, not earlobes, but. I had my headphones on and I was listening to music while I was cycling. Oh, you're not allowed. You have to, you can only have it in one ear and one ear only. Okay. Well, that kind of makes sense. So he gave me a warning. Kind of sucks. But when he could have applied, but he could have applied a demerit to my license, to my driver's license. Hmm. So yeah. all these people that run around town now, the that say stolen bikes, for example. If they get pulled over for whatever reason, and they obviously they don't have a driver's license, probably because they don't own vehicles, then what happens? Yeah, that's a very. Good, I think that's a very gray area. I don't actually know what happens in that case. That's like assuming everybody has a phone, and assuming everyone has an internet, and assuming you know, everyone assumes that you know we'll 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 nail you on, you know, something else, because obviously they can't nail them on that. But I don't think they really go go after the cyclists in general. It's, I, I you know, if if, they, if there's a high speed chase of a cyclist, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, before the days of, before they had these these bike lanes and whatnot, um, there was a lot of. 
people were just kind of either driving on the sidewalks, but that seemed to be like the norm. Um, yeah. Now but that's actually illegal. That's actually illegal though. To drive on the sidewalks. Yeah, but there's there's a couple ways of looking at that. Personally, I mean, growing up, I, I mean, I had uh, two two uh, my two girls when they learned how to ride a bike, uh, and we went for drives. Uh, we we drove on the sidewalk because sure. I mean. Even back then, you know, idiots on the road, I don't trust them. I don't care. I would prefer you give me a ticket than to, you know, scrape my kid off the, off, you know, off of someone's front end uh, of their vehicle. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, sidewalks, I mean, when you look at sidewalks, look anywhere. How busy are the sidewalks? Like, you not, don't, not you, I mean, you don't see lineups of people on the sidewalk, right? You may see one person you know, after a couple of minutes of driving. So it's not like it's, it's a, it's a highly used, um, area, you know, all at once type thing. I mean, everyone uses it, but I mean, it's not everyone that, you know, walks on the sidewalk all at the same time. So, I mean, yeah, as, long as, as long as you're being, uh, good about it, like, right. You know, if you're clipping people as you're going by on your bike, like clipping pedestrians, like, yeah, no. You know, no. don't do that. Well, but the law specifically states you got to be on the road. Right. But I mean, which, common, but, but when you're on the sidewalk and you're, and you're riding your bike, I mean, common courtesy is, you know, you'll drive on the grass around the people that are there. And that's what, you you know, that's what I taught the kids. And, and you, you know, everyone's safe and you don't have to worry about it. Now, this was at the south end of the city. Not a whole lot of traffic, um, you know, type of thing. But on the other hand, when I drive now and I see some of these people on bikes, uh, some, of the, some of them should be wearing a helmet uh, or, or, or something because they, they think they're invincible for some reason. They, they seem like they have a, an invisible shield around them. They'll go between cars, uh, behind oh, cars, yeah. you know, and, and this is while you're driving. Well, this is similar to people on motorbikes as well. I'm not, and we're, and we're not, we're not, we're not saying everyone's like this. No, it's no. Just the, that that percentage that are idiots on two wheels as opposed to four, they get that invulnerability thing. I got cut off by a motorbike uh, last week, and I'm like, you know, if I hadn't have let you in, you'd be dead. I'd be scraping off my. Um, front of my car yeah some of them don't know what the hell they're doing <laughs> but we're, we're, you definitely see the same thing so you definitely see the same thing on uh cyclists for sure not just motorbike but cyclists can i can i share a, a story from the other side of the fence go ahead so i used to bike to and from work every day it, was, it wasn't much of a ride it was a 35 40 minute ride and uh, I, when you're a cyclist, you have the right to have the lane, the whole lane, right? That's the rule. When you say but, when you say whole lane, like the same lane that the car is in. Yep. Okay. That's that's the way the rule is. But is myself, you, as a as, as a as a part time cyclist, right. I don't cycle that often. But I know when I'm cycling, I try to make sure I am as close to the shoulder. As possible, and I'm on the shoulder if I can be on the shoulder. Right. I'm not an idiot. I don't want to get clipped <laughs> by anybody. I don't want to piss anybody off. Right. I've got two wheels and a lightweight bike. You can fuck me up pretty damn bad. You know, I'm not. I'm not an idiot. Right. So if there's a shoulder, I'm on the shoulder. End of story. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's no shoulder, which on my ride to work is what I have. Uh, I would be as you know as close to a potential shoulder as I could be. I try to be as far to the right as I can be, so people can go around me as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. So I was doing this in this one section, and there was no shoulder. There was literally a drop off onto gravel, and I have the equivalent of a of a I have a city bike. I don't have an off road bike. I cannot ride on the gravel. I don't have the capability of doing that with my bike. Right. So I'm not going to ride on a shoulder that's, you know, eight inches off the, off the road that's rutted 
I ride on the on the white line on the right hand side. That's where I ride. Okay. This semi was pissed off that I was on the road, and he actually clipped me with his side mirror. He got the back end of my helmet. Now. I don't know how I stayed on the road, but if I hadn't stayed on the road, I would have been under his vehicle or I would have hit the shoulder, which was, you know, six inches down or five inches down. Mm-hmm. And I would have hit that and I would have headered and I would have had a really bad, I would have either been injured or killed. There was no way around it. Somehow I didn't fall off onto the shoulder. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. You just about knocked the helmet off my head, even though it was tethered. Right. So, and then when he passed me, he gave me the finger. <laughs> that sounds about right. So, I know there's cyclists out there that try to make themselves invulnerable, but I'm definitely not one of them. Okay, but anyway, continue, my brother. Well, <laughs> see, in cases like that, I can see having a dedicated uh, bike lane. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I know when I went to visit you guys in Montreal, I noticed there's bike paths everywhere. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay, so obviously when they did the infrastructure of the city, they obviously thought of, you know, how to kind of put it together properly. Yeah. Um, yep. Just like subways and whatnot, which they don't have here. So a, lot of, a lot of cities have that now. Yeah. Now... I think from, was it from Bishop Grandin? If you look at Bishop Grandin, like on the left-hand side, there's like oh, a little yeah. hill. There's a nice bike lane. Totally, <laughs> totally away from traffic. You, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about idiots, you know, clipping you and whatnot. And if you're supposed to be in the same lane as everyone else, you can't keep up. You get a freaking pedal bike for crying out loud. It's not even motorized yeah. moped. Like it's, you've got so many gears and, and you, you're, you know, you're just running on leg power. So you can't really I don't expect understand why there's not a shoulder though. In some places there's the line, the the white line before the shoulder, but there's no freaking shoulder. Like on a freaking highway. How's there no shoulder? Well, Dumb. there's usually a shoulder on the highway. Yeah, but not where not where I rode. Oh, okay. There was no shoulder. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. So so these guys City, the lanes are so freaking narrow in our city. There's nowhere to go, and that's just poor uh, architecture. Well, whatever you, whatever that's called. They're, they're trying to convert a street that's already there. Okay, that barely has yep. has has two lanes. They take one whole lane out. They put a bullet. Yeah. Like, okay, this is right in front of the hospital where I work. Oh okay? wow! Yeah. So, okay, I know exactly where you're talking. Yeah. About. So they get rid of a lane. They put like an abutment and it's, it's kind of rounded over, but it's, it's, it's yeah. an abutment. Okay. And then you have a, a lane, uh, strictly for the bikes. So now but there's no room. Wow. There's no room to do that, but they did it anyway. Well, what they did was instead of a two way street, now it's a one way street. So, oh yeah. So now everyone that's pulling out of the hospital, they can't turn right, but they've been able to turn right for the last hundred years. So now all of a sudden people are going right, people are honking, almost getting into accidents because they don't realize that they've made this street a one-way. So so you get this bike lane, okay, and no one uses it because everyone's on the sidewalk on the other side, which doesn't, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. Well, because it's a one-way street. You're, you're on the wrong side of the street as a cyclist. So you're going to ride the sidewalk. Well, yeah you, write, you write the, yeah, you go on the right side, not the left side, going, you know, going east. So... Um, I mean, and, and it's got numerous problems. So now what they've done is rate where the intersection is, uh, we'll say, I'll give you the, the street, McDermott and Pearl Street. Okay. So, you, so you're coming up uh, Pearl Street and you're going to go turn right on McDermott. So, yep. so the first lane on the right is your bike lane. After that is your one-way street to go right. Now, more than once, we've seen people turn right in the bike lane of course, once oh. you're in the bike lane, you can't get out of it, really, until you go to oh, the next no. intersection. So, yep. problem number one. Uh, problem number two is they put a great big sign in the abutment that divides the bike lane with the regular traffic lane. Uh, with a big, you know, the big metal pole with a big sign saying bike lane on this side. 
So now with a people, concrete block on the bottom of it. Yeah, and some people don't know how to make a wide turn. So what they do is they shorten the turn, they take out this post, or they get hung up on the embutment. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, some, we've seen people like take out you know the oil pan, like the whole like the whole street just soaked because you know they they just tore out the whole undercarriage yeah. of the vehicle. Uh, oh, oh yeah, it's 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 well, it's kind of comical, <laughs> not not for for the people that it happens well. to, but and and also now. And, and some places where they don't have an official bike lane, um, say I'm going down Arlington, which is uh, two, a two-way street, you can fit kind of half of a vehicle. So people kind of move over. So you'll have two lanes because one lane will turn, right? The other one will go straight. Now, the problem is, is the other day this happened. And th- I think this is why people have those freaking cameras on their in their on their vehicles to show what idiots are, you know. Oh yeah, that's exactly the way people do it. So I had a bike behind me. Okay. So he's on the shoulder, which is fine. So I stop, but he decides to keep going. So what he does is he makes a beeline for the actual, um, sidewalk. Okay. Drives. So now he's not behind me anymore. So now he's, he's coming on the sidewalk. I'm making a right-hand turn. Oh no, no. I, uh, yeah. Okay. On the street. So well, Okay, so, okay, I'm not supposed to be worried about what's behind me, just what's in front of me. I think that's, I think yeah. that's what we're mostly taught. Okay, and when yeah. you're on a bike, you're not supposed to be on the sidewalk first off. And if you're crossing the street, you're supposed to get off and walk. So yeah. when you're on a bike, you're yeah. going obviously a lot there, faster. There are, there are, there are you know, to be clear, yeah. on my ride to work, there are actual signs that say you must dismount before crossing. And, the, and, and exactly places like you're talking about right they don't have signs like that everywhere but anyway go on no so so of course you do a shoulder check okay people on the sidewalk waiting for a bus or whatever they're not moving they're not going so i i go to go this guy just almost clipped the front end of my vehicle and went through and i'm like what the hell's going on here so it's it's one of those things where, you know, you hear people, they go, oh, he got hit by a vehicle. Oh, he's got brain damage. Oh, this happened and that happened. It's like, oh, poor guy. Yeah, but you should see the idiot <laughs> that, the, that the actual bike driver was and what he had done to accomplish what he did to get into this accident. I mean, yeah. and not just that accident. You got people weaving in and out of traffic, people, you know, trying to, to do things that they shouldn't be. And they're just asking for trouble. Never mind the fender bender for the cyclist that cycled away. Oh. Caused an accident who wasn't even aware of it. Oh, and they can ra- run into the side of your vehicle and then uh, take off. It's like, uh, whose insurance does this go under? Yeah. It well, does, it if, they get caught, if, if they get caught. How are you going to catch them? That comes, that comes under their MPI, if you could catch them. What do you catch them with? Well. Run them over? Do you grab yeah. them by the neck and sit on them for three, four hours until the cops show up? Where's your that's yeah. that's where vigilantism comes in, comes into place when shit like that happens, and yeah. no one and and nothing happens to them, which basically tells you that no one cares. That's when you start taking things in your own hands. Now I will say I I I, I do agree that what you're saying happens. It definitely freaking happens. No, not everyone, no but there's there's it. few that figure that they're entitled. No, it's the, there's there's a percentage of assholes in cyclists. There's a percentage of assholes in motorists. Oh yeah, for sure. Because the same the same thing happens on the opposite end too. Like before with that with that that trucker that clipped me. Right. You know, and that was on purpose. You know, like that was on purpose. Getting a plate number so is I, the only I, thing you can do. What's that? All you can do is get a plate number and and and, oh. <laughs> and go to the cop shop and show him your helmet. I, I could have got his I could have got his plate number before you know I killed myself. Well, you know, was, I tried. You're trying to gain I, control of your own, you know. While you're yeah, driving. I try. Yeah, I try to regain control. But um, there's an there's a, there's another there's a, a similar proportion of asshole drivers, especially in our province. I had so I had one guy like. In our province, merging, there was no such thing. Right. Right? 
So if you're a cyclist and you're trying to merge as a cyclist and you're obeying all the rules of the road, you will not be allowed in. If you are a, a motorist and you're trying to merge, you're not going to be allowed in either. I was actually in a, in a set of construction where the left lane was cut off for forever. Right. And now they've switched to the right lane. So the right lane's now cut off. There is a sign for this construction that indicates the right line is being, the right lane is being cut off. Right. About 50 feet before that happens on the highway. So you're already in the wrong lane. You cannot get in the right lane unless someone lets you in. But people don't let people merge. Well, so I had people strong arming me. <laughs> not letting me in. I've got my blinker on. I'm not driving super fast. I'm not rushing ahead. I'm not trying to sneak in. Right. I'm being completely obvious this what is, I'm doing. You're in a vehicle. I'm in the vehicle. Oh, okay, you're in a vehicle. You're not on a bike. Okay. I've, I've switched to this because this happened this week and it pissed me off. <laughs> so anyway, so in Montreal and Toronto and Alberta, other places I've driven, you merge. And if you don't let people merge, you get a ticket in those provinces. In our province, we don't monitor people who don't let merging happen. Merging allows continuous flow of traffic and, and keeps the traffic flowing. So anyway, so in this case, I'm in the wrong lane. There's no signage to give me enough time to merge into the lane in a safe fashion. So I put my signal light on. I am doing speed limit is 60, mm -hmm. and I am doing 60 in this construction zone. Right. I'm coming up to it. I'm doing 60. I've got lots of room to get in. Right. There's, you know, there's, there's a space between the cars. This guy who's in the lane that isn't cut off is going 80 in the construction zone and sees that I'm trying to get in. Right. And decides in his head that, well, you should have gotten this in this lane sooner. I'm not going to let you in. So he speeds up to 280 right. to purposely not let me in because it's a slow merge for me to get in. I'm letting the guy that's kind of ahead of me go ahead to give me room to get in. Right. I'm not speeding up. I'm not slowing down. I'm not jerkily driving to get in where I need to get in. Mm -hmm. I've got my signal light on. I, I put I put it on, you know, a full, you know, six, seven, eight, ten seconds before I'm going in. This guy who's behind me in the right lane, decides, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to cut you off. You don't deserve to get in because you should have known that this lane was going to get cut off. And you should have been in the right lane, you know, 100 feet back. Right. But I didn't know because they changed it. <laughs> so I put my signal light on. I start going into this lane. I'm already three quarters. I'm already, you know, a quarter into the lane. And I'm just behind the other guy. And he's slowed down to 40. So I'm slowing down to 40, you know, and I'm waiting, you know, I'm a little bit into the, his lane. I'm just getting behind him and I'm going to, you know, kind of merge in. And this guy is riding my ass so I can't get in. So I'm one quarter in the lane and he's on my ass and he's waving his middle finger at me because I'm actually trying to merge. And it actually says merge into traffic. Right. So that's what I'm doing. Well, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. Why won't you let me in? Well, this is the same person who is going 80 in a construction zone. The same person yep. who doesn't know the difference between merging and yielding. And, uh, oh, there was a third one. <laughs> just just being an ass. Well, he's breaking all the rules, and it's like, you're penalizing me because I didn't have the forethought to go on Google Maps before I left the work to check if the construction's changed. You know, you're assuming I travel on this route every day. Right. I know exactly when the construction changes. I know all this stuff. You're making all these assumptions. Sorry, I'm just getting out of my car. Oh. <laughs> but I can keep talking because I've got nothing going on. Yeah, so, oh. yeah, so you, with bikes and traffic, they should have just had it totally separate altogether because they've just kind of mishmashed it together. They figured, well, we want to have flow from point A to point B. So now we have to fuck up the whole city to try and, you know, 
to get it to that point. And that's that's my personal opinion. I don't think there was enough bike traffic to begin with to really warrant doing what they did. Yeah. I'm sure maybe they could have done it on a different street, but maybe they looked at that and that was probably the, the street that was the least well, used maybe that they figured they would, they would do it through. Well, they do do surveys and stuff like that, but at, at the end of the day, who's at fault are the city designers <laughs> because there's a lot of places where you can't get two cars side by side. It's really tight. Right. There's too many streets like that. They were, they were created for, you know, horse and buggies. It's like they, they were never designed properly in the first place. And now they're trying to force bike lanes with everyone's driving, you know, uh, pickup trucks nowadays right. and SUVs. The roads are the no the roads should have been redone, you know, forty years ago, thirty years ago, whatever. I had the to chance. accommodate the bigger vehicles or right. stop making fucking bigger vehicles. <laughs> you know? Well it's like parking like, lot spaces. They made they made more spaces, but they made them smaller. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's cars are getting dinged when yeah. people are opening their doors. And some people just park like idiots anyway. Yeah. That's crazy. Did you see, there's, um, someone sent me a link. I don't know why. It was, um, it was Brian Ferguson. Brian Ferguson sent me a link. Oh. I don't know why he did, but. Right. It's, it's for this website that points out assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, like license plates guy, and, and people taking pictures of vehicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pe- I mean, it's kind of promoting hate and stuff, I guess. It's trying to get people in trouble and stuff. This guy, this guy, so this guy's got a um, an SUV or a van. I can't remember. Right. And he had a trailer attached, like a little trailer in the back of his SUV. Mm-hmm. And um, he parks in a parking in a parking lot. Takes up four handicap spots. <laughs> I think I saw that. <laughs> Did you see that? I think I saw that one. It's like, it's like dude. Yeah. I saw I saw one today, and it it had a picture of it was a handicapped van parked in a handicapped spot. On the right of that, they've got the lines on a diagonal, I guess, to leave okay. room for the side door for the ramp, right? Some, oh yeah, okay, sure. Some some idiot in a Ford F one fifty is parked right beside it, and the the guy in the wheelchair is coming up, and you can see coming up, and they put try and put the ramp out, and there's a boat six inches from the bottom of the ramp uh, between that and the truck that parked beside him. Oh, man. And I'm thinking, what an idiot. And, of course, everyone's like, oh, I should have slashed his tires and ran the key across, the, you know, the whole... Oh, it's not sh- the right thing shamals. to do. No, it's not the right thing to do. But, you know, some sometimes idiots, I don't know, telling them just doesn't sink in. You get like, what do you do to get it to sink in? But yeah. and, and the funny thing was, and I think this is out east, because when they showed the plate, actually the plate was from Newfoundland, of all places. Oh, okay. And I would have thought that would have been the last place. That yeah, someone... people are really nice out there. But, I don't know. It, it, it's weird. There was, um, since we're on the handicap parking thing. Yeah. So I, I, I got a couple of points here. So the one is, um, my, you know, my best friend growing up was in a wheelchair. So we experienced a lot of that bad parking firsthand. Back then? And oh God, thought yeah. it was horrible. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'd go to a movie or you know go to the mall or whatever. Right. And then um, we'd we'd park, park in the handicapped spot. Right. You know, or close because you know it's 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 it, there's a lot of hassle to getting in and out. And he, he had a side loading uh, ramp uh, to get the wheelchair out. Right. Right. So we'd park, and then people would park so close to us. So my buddy's dad would have to take the car, take the van, go park in the end of the parking lot right? in order to get it out. So we would have to wheel our buddy all the way to the far end of the parking lot just to get him in the vehicle. Yeah. So many times this happened to the point that we just stopped parking in, park, in handicapped parking spots. Right. There was no point. 
Now, I don't know if, if this is, because I know a lot of people, that, I mean, they'll take a picture, they'll post it to Facebook sometimes. Yeah. I don't know if they send it to the police or whatnot. I'm, I'm assuming that the police would do something about it if they had a picture. But if you're sending it to Facebook, what is what is that doing? Uh, it's you're it's, just going to get a hate crime or not a hate crime. But it's it's they're some trying sort to, of like someone's going to, you know, come after this person. Yeah. And 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 some in some of the cases, I'm going to be honest. I've actually approached people that were parked and handicapped, and they were oblivious. They just had no clue. <laughs> they didn't understand. Oh, oh no no, they, they had a clue. Them, Look, they're playing dumb. Well, some of them do. <laughs> no no some of, well okay some of them do. But I've actually gone and said, look, I need to get, we need to get my buddy out and there's no room. Can you, can you actually be on your side? Like it'd help if you actually parked on your side of the line so we can actually get him out. And once he saw what we were doing, he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then they would move. Right. You know, like I've actually done that a few times. Okay. So, so, so this wasn't late. And when I see that. Right. What's that? I said, th- this was back. Back with Richard. Back this then. this was not. This is not yeah. like now. Yeah, yeah. This was back then. Right. But even now, so so the story. The story I want to tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give the name because I don't want to incriminate anybody or anything like that. But there's a company. Uh, there's a company that uh, they're a transportation company, and um, uh, one of the drivers had parked. He's doing a courier delivery, right? So he parked in a handicap. I'm just going to run in, run out. Right. And um, the owner of the company had handicapped children. Right. Like that had, you know, um, they were physically challenged. I should say, not handicapped. Right. Uh, physically challenged. You know, they they had a ramp on the vehicle, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the owner of the company had children that you know were physically challenged in wheelchairs. Right. And one of his drivers parked. In a handicap zone, doing a delivery. <laughs> no, was the and was the no. I think the owner drove by and saw this. Uh... And it's like you don't even know who your own like your boss has children, you know that need that handicap spot. Like people don't understand, you need all the room you can to get you know to get your people out. It's it's very very difficult. Right. And just because you're too lazy to park four or five more, you know, stalls down, right. you know, and, and walk those extra, you know, 20 feet or 30 feet, mm-hmm. you know, how hard is it? I don't know. But it's, it's not, dumb. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's not just the people who are not handicapped that, that park in these spots. It's also the, the people who have handicapped signs perhaps have a handicapped person in their family but they are not with them when they go anywhere and when they come out of the store it's not like oh yeah no i dropped them off in no no i saw you park i saw who you were with no one that you went in that sort of scamming is bottom of the barrel that is so that's taking advantage of a situation yeah what if someone else needed it and they would have seen well okay You've got, you're fine. You can walk to your vehicle. There's no issues that we can see. I mean, not that I don't know what qualifies as, as handicap and, and be able to have a sign, but they obviously didn't look like they needed, you know, any assistance to get to their vehicle. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell you a story of, I saw this happen once and I'm incredibly sensitive to the whole, this whole thing. Yeah. For obvious reasons, right? I mean, don't, don't, so, yeah. But this this happened. So I, I saw someone parked in a handicap spot. They didn't have a handicap sign on. They had nothing. Right. And they parked there. And I saw someone else looking for a handicap spot. I could see, you know, clearly there was someone in the vehicle that needed the extra room to be able to get out. And they had to search for another spot that was further away. Right. So the thing to keep in mind is too, like. When you have someone who's who's disabled like that, um, you know, a child or something, mm-hmm. and it's winter time, for example, you need to be as close as you can to the entrance. It, you know, you got to keep them warm. They don't have a, a proper way for, uh, you know, to keep heat in their bodies like we can. You know, they don't have um, uh, an immune system as strong as ours is. They can't be exposed to the elements for long periods of time. 
Well, plus, right? yeah, plus you got so to they need to be as close as possible. Yeah, you get snow and shit. You got to go through. Yeah, it, try push. Yeah, try pushing a wheelchair through a rutted, frozen mess of snow and everything else like that. Right. Like just. But anyway, so I saw this and I. I, I did the wrong thing, but here's what I did. <laughs> I saw no sign, so I went and went into my car. I took out a piece of paper, right, and I wrote in black, black uh, magic marker or whatever on it, and I wrote, "I don't see a handicap sign on your vehicle. Yet you're parked in the handicap spot. Right? Is it because you have a mental handicap <laughs> that you're parked here? Oh. Please think before you park next time." That's what I put. Right. Nasty I'm not proud right. of that. Right. But well, I mean, that's it, how it, angry I get. And it's like, people just, well, I'm just going to be there for five minutes. Five minutes, you're saving yourself two minutes of walking to inconvenience someone else that's adding 20 minutes to them, exposing someone to, you know, to danger or, or whatever. Right. Just to, just to shave off two minutes. It's just dumb. Oh, people don't understand we're, that. We're, we're so fucking lazy as a society. Now, I shouldn't have done that. That was absolutely the wrong thing to do. But I was so angry because I saw this other family trying to find a place to park. And it was wintertime. And they had to go park on the far end of the parking lot. Well, I mean, and it was rutted. Yeah. You feel for it was just It made me mad. Yeah. Well, hey. Spur of the moment, you, you see someone in trouble and you see someone taking advantage, you get pissed off. It's it's a spur of the moment. I mean, and then people but say then, things, you know, you know. The thing is, maybe they didn't have their handicap sign up and they had someone, you know, that needed that spot. You know. Well, nine times out of ten, I would assume well, that, yeah. you you know, it's in your visor at all times. It's not like you, you put it up and take it down, put it up, take it down. But then again, I think some of the plates now, don't they have the little sticker on them too? Uh, actually, yeah, yeah, I think they do. I think they do. Yeah. But anyway, that was, the, like, that was the wrong thing to do. I was really angry. There's no excuse for me doing that because I, I don't know. It's, but that it's doesn't, not proper. That doesn't define you though. Well, but it's not. amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> you could do one thing like that, for example, and, you know, it, it, people will define you because of that one action that you did. And, and, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm sure that the same person who say they parked in the handicapped spot, whether it was on purpose or not on purpose, that's how they will be portrayed, right? Yeah. And it's not to say that that is their personality and that's their person. But wake up, people. <laughs> yeah, wake keep, up. Keep your eyes wake open. You know, yeah. Have some Just empathy for people. Yeah. Who is it? I think Sylvie told me this. She goes, always... Like you can't always say the right thing. Right. You can't always um, be cognizant of you know someone else's problems mm-hmm. or you know the uh, what how they suffer or you can you can never understand someone else's shoes until you've been in them. Right. But the thing you can do is always take a moment to think. Right. Before you do something, if you're doing something that's illegal, like parking in you know the wrong spot like that, just take a moment to think put yourself in their shoes if you can and yeah. just be thoughtful and it's great to get the extra exercise yeah. <laughs> you know walking you know yeah. I mean, 30 more feet i mean people uh, the best way is to put yourself in their shoes i mean that's that's the only way to really kind of go oh yeah, yeah if i was in a wheelchair and someone did that i'd be pissed right off i don't want to well, yeah. you know wheel from you know bumfuck egypt you know trying to get into the store you know, whether you're but you're on your own or you have someone to push you. Yeah. Yeah. But but some but like here's the thing too to keep in mind is okay, they, there might be someone looking after that person to get them out in and out of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of there's a lot of people with disabilities that uh, drive their own vehicle, right? They've got uh, an, a vehicle that's been, um, you know, retrofitted, so you know they may not have the use of their legs, so it's retrofitted, so they can have like a hand control to do the gas and the brake. So they might be in that vehicle by themselves. Yeah. And they got to get them, they got to get themselves out by themselves. So they don't even have the, they don't even have the help to get out and they don't have a place to park and they've got nowhere to go. And that handicapped park, 
parking spot that's right by the mall. They get a park on the other end by themselves, get through, you know, trudge through the snow. Like, you know, at, at least with us, like there was, you know, a couple of us and we could, you know, we could figure it out. Like sometimes we wouldn't use the ramp. We just carry them out of the vehicle right. because there was no room. I mean, I mean, you could but, park, but if you don't have that, you could park somewhere else, somewhere else, but okay. What's to say if, if you're in a regular parking spot, someone's going to park beside you. So if you have a side access door, it still is not going to help you whether you move to a different area or no. not. No, no. And that's a lot of times you'd have to move the vehicle. Right. Like his dad would have to move the vehicle. I was like, okay, well, we parked somewhere else because someone took our spot. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, because he never got mad. His dad never got mad at anything. <laughs> He's like, okay, well, fine. I'll just, you know, I'll just move the car again and um, keep your guys, keep your eyes open. And then you can, you know, or he, you know, he'd have to go get the car and then, you know, come get us, uh, you know, at the sidewalk or whatever. Like, well, he's, it's okay, you know, we have all the time in the world, you he, know. He was pretty much a saint, so, I mean, that's... <laughs> oh, that guy was a saint. Yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah. That guy was... That guy's amazing. Yeah. I mean... I've never you, seen anybody that good yeah. at that level. Well, there's no sense dwelling on it either. I mean, it, it, I mean, he sees it all the time. It's like you just take it for what it is, and you just yeah. move along and, and do the... the you know, find a different spot, but when you, but well, yeah, if he got mad for every time something like that happened, because stuff like that happened all the time, yeah, you know, like you're not, you're not moving forward, no, no, yeah, yeah, all right. Well, I think we covered everything. I do want to share something here, okay. I uh, went to the comic shop today, and uh, so I'm just gonna pimp my comic shop, it's called Comic Factory 4. In Winnipeg, I've been there for uh, way before I met Sylvie. So, like twenty years, I've been going to the same place. Come down to the comic like factory. Comic factory four. Um, anyway, he was good enough to put aside Marvel's Guardian action figure for me. This is an action figure I've wanted since um, the eighties. When, he, when this guy was created, reaper, they finally a... made an action figure just this year. For oh. Him. oh, so this isn't kind a of, reproduction. This is a brand new. They never had brand it. new. Never had it before. Wow. They, um, I don't know why they suddenly decided to create him. He, so he's kind of Marvel's version of Captain Canuck. He's got a big, big ass Canadian flag on his costume. <laughs> Um, and I have them. I'm so freaking excited. <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted this action figure. I never thought they would make this action figure because a he's a Canadian hero. Right. Nobody seems to care about the Canadian heroes at all. <laughs> and uh, they don't Alpha Flight, which is the Canadian super team, basically Canada's version of the Avengers. Right. Um, they they've put out a couple of action figures. Mm-hmm. From from Alpha Flight, I guess, sorta. Right. <laughs> but uh, they've never done the, the leader of the team with the big Canadian flag on it. Probably because they figured, well, that's not going to sell. Who's going to buy something with the Canadian flag on it? Here's you know, the that's what the Americans think. Here's the million dollar question: mm-hmm. Are you going to keep it in its box, or are you oh, going to actually no. take it out and I'm examine it and play with sure. it? Well, I'm gonna play with this damn thing. Like, are you are you at the age now where it was like, oh my god, 20 years ago, oh, gotta put this, gotta leave it in the box. I paid 4.99 for it, and now it's worth 25 dollars. Oh my god, man, the rate of inflation. Never get... You might as well just pull that out of the box and play with it at the time. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, like the thing is, I, I don't want to buy something I'm not going to use. I've been the same thing with comic books. Like there was that whole thing in the 90s where, yeah. oh, you gotta. You know, you don't even read the book. You, you you put it in the with the backing board and the plastic, and then you have it vacuum sealed so no air gets in. And you do this and white gloves. Yeah, I bought tweezers. this book, and I'm really excited about the book. But did you read it? Well, no. No, I had to. Well, buy why it. are you a fan of the book then? I had to buy a second <laughs> copy so I could actually yeah, read that copy. <laughs> that's you no. Know, I always read my comic books. I always you know put my action figures on. I think I'm actually might put this one at work. Oh. 
so I can look at it every day. Just put, <laughs> just put it in your cubicle. Yeah, he sold it to me for a good price. Jerry over there, that guy's a good dude, man. Like he's he's such a good dude. Well, there you go. Now everyone knows yeah. where to get. So anyway, comments. thanks, thanks, Comic Factory Four and Jerry, you're awesome. And then uh, I picked up a couple more. <laughs> I got a Nightcrawler. I, they did a new version of Nightcrawler with three different heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I picked up one that I missed the first time it came out, which was uh, Cobra. Cobra? Yeah. They're, uh, he's part of the Serpent Society, which is my favorite supervillain team of all time. But they've never really made action figures for them because they're, like, they're a zealous team. <laughs> they're not uh, cool. You don't have a comic book called Moments of Desire. <laughs> <laughs> no? You should. You should. It's in a different section. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to have some supper here. I'm getting a little lightheaded. All right. And uh, I'm going to have, uh, I think, you know what I'm going to do? I think I'm going to have a rum tonight. And uh, I'm, I'm either going to drum or I'm just going to play rock band. I haven't decided yet. Cool. Yeah. Well, if you do the um, the drum uh, tracks, uh, send them on, and we'll uh, oh, I will for sure. We'll continue that uh, the music. Sounds good, sir. Alrighty, sir. And then next weekend we're doing a live studio session. Yeah, live. Yeah, yeah. And I have to leave right at eleven. Yeah, then we can all sound like we're from the studio. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. I don't know who's all coming. I think Corey's coming. Mm-hmm. I think Tracy's coming, okay. but uh, we're going to do the uh, uh, soundtracks, favorite soundtracks. Yes, and cover like favorite covers. So when someone covers someone else's song, okay, favorite and least favorite covers. Okay, I'll have to look into that one because I I'm, yeah yeah okay. I got a partial list made up, but I, I and I, I want to do something we haven't done before. I want to actually maybe play clips of a couple of songs. Okay. Uh, try try doing that. I think that might be kind of fun. Okay. Yeah, we'll cue them yeah. up and play a couple clips. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. Okie doke. Sign off here. Okie dokie. We'll talk to you later. All right. See ya. Uh,